Grain Farmers of Ontario special post-March 29th USDA report market trends commentary. Planters are starting to roll in the southern U.S. American Midwest as it is that time of year again. Interestingly enough, it's not an all full speed ahead with much of the western corn belt underwater dealing with the flooding. Inclement weather with heavy rains and snow in mid to late March has led to many rivers to flood in Nebraska and Iowa causing much angst regarding planting dates. However, it's a long road to payday, one fraught with many pitfalls. The March 29th prospective planting report is another benchmark, always important in this planting window. On March 29th, the USDA surprised the market with its release of the grain stocks and prospective plantings report, showing many more corn stocks than intended acres planted than the trade expected. Soybeans and wheat stocks were also larger, but more within trade expectations. Soybean and wheat acreage fell more than trade expectations. U.S. corn acres were projected at 92.8 million acres, which was 1.7 million more than the average trade estimate. U.S. soybean acreage is pegged at 84.6 million acres, which was 1.6 million acres below the average trade expectation, and a whopping 4.6 million acres below last year's record of 89.2 million acres. All wheat acres came in at 45.8 million, which was down 2 million acres from last year. Corn stocks came in at 8.604 billion bushels, which was far above the trade estimate of 8.336 billion bushels. That was a hugely bearish number for corn. Soybean quarterly stocks came in from about as expected at 2.716 billion bushels, which is record large and ensures a very bearish soybean market outlook. Now, on March 29th, corn and soybean futures were lower than the last market trends report. Wheat futures were higher. The May 2019 corn futures were at 356 a bushel. The May 2019 soybean futures were at 884 a bushel. And the May 2019 Chicago wheat futures closed at 457 a bushel. Minneapolis May 2019 wheat futures closed at 554 a bushel, with the July 2019 contract closing at $5.62 a bushel. And the nearby oil futures, as of March 29th, closed at $61.14 a barrel, up from the nearby futures of last month of $56.07 a barrel, and the average price for ethanol on March 29th in the U.S. was $1.57, up from the $1.49 a U.S. gallon in the last market trends report. And the Canadian dollar noon rate on March 29th was 0.7483 U.S., more than the 0.7450 U.S. reported here last month, and the Bank of Canada's lending rate remained at 1.75%. Now in Ontario, farmers are getting ready to roll with planters getting pulled out of the shed all across the province. However, it's obviously still early, although some sugar beets and small grains have been planted in the deep southwest of the province. There has also been some nitrogen applied to wheat as of late March on sandier soils. However, much of the wheat crop planted last fall needs a few warm days to give clues as to whether it's going to make it. Much of this wheat will likely be switched to soybeans this spring. Ontario basis levels for grains have been maintained or even increased since the last market trends report. Canadian dollar has wobbled versus U.S. dollar, but at 0.7483, it's still helping domestic Ontario grain prices pass muster. Corn basis levels have increased slightly, but the soybean basis is nearly the same as the last market trends report. Ontario corn has been moving into the export markets at higher dawn levels. Needless to say, there is still ample supply. In Ontario, with the U.S. replacement price as of March 29th at $5.54 a bushel, we're still a long way from import values. And you can check out all our grain prices by going to the marketing section of our website.
the bottom line is there's got to be a catalyst somewhere out there to change these bearish grain futures prices. However, when that will be will continue to elude us as the March 29th USDA report played us no favors. However, in some ways, we've seen this before. This March 29th USDA report resembled the 2016 March report, especially for corn. While the market fell 17 cents in one day on March 29th, similarly in 2016, the corn market gained approximately 70 cents after going into June. Simply put, it's easy to be pessimistic. The increase in corn quarterly stocks of 270 million bushels was particularly damaging. Second quarter demand of 3.347 billion bushels is the smallest for a second quarter since 2012 and 13. Export demand has been down and ethanol demand is at risk at well. While USDA estimated demand for this year is 14.8 billion bushels, current disappearance levels are falling short, most likely 4.2 billion which could push corn ending stocks way over 2.5 billion bushels. Soybeans, soybeans need help. That is reflected in the U.S. quarterly stocks, which show some of the worst disappearance in several years, mainly because Chinese demand disappeared last July. The frenetic watch continues in the soybean market for some type of solution. However, the March 29th USDA report didn't lie. There are fewer soybeans being planted for sure, a lot less. That's a good thing, especially if we are looking at a U.S. 1.6 billion bushel ending stocks at the end of this growing season. Now, taking American acres off the table would help. However, there is no set-aside or pick program in the offing, which will get that done. With the flooding in the U.S., there is talk of more prevent plant acres this spring in the U.S. However, it's all a theory now. It's going to take some production calamity somewhere in the world to get prices to surge higher. Now, for corn... The USDA in their March 29th report provided a double negative which, with more projected acres planted and more stocks. With ethyl demand not good and export demand in flux, it all came as a bit of a surprise. Who knows, maybe the increased stocks represent more yield found from last year. The USDA has done that before. We'll have to see if some old crop corn comes out of nowhere. The flooding in the American Midwest saw many bin, bins explode with old crop corn. Now, these emotional pictures were surely tough to see, but likely represented a very small portion of total ending stocks. Corn prices may be affected in these local areas through basis adjustments. However, any musings about old crop stocks being washed down the river don't pass muster when thinking about the big stocks USDA announced. The May to July 2019 corn future spread is currently minus nine and three quarters cents as of March 29th, which is considered bearish. Seasonally, the trend to trade higher into June. The nearby spot corn contract is currently priced in the 25th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for soybeans, they continue to be whipped by the bearish market sentiment. The record soybean stocks numbers reflect this. Looking ahead with normal yields and present demand, it's likely to continue with U.S. ending stocks possibly going way over the 1 billion ending stock benchmark, possibly to 1.6 billion. This does not bode well for pricing. Of course, the elephant in the room continues to be some type of trade agreement with China. An argument could be made. There is a $1 move in soybeans depending on the success or failure of a Chinese-U.S. agreement on agricultural commodities. However, China holds most of the cards in this and has lots of other options. As we move forward, we can hope for lightning in a bottle for China to return to their insatiable thirst for U.S. soybeans, but that train is surely gone for a long time. The May-July 2019 soybean future spread as of March 29th is minus 13.5 cents.
which is considered bearish. Seasonally, the soybean market tends to trend higher into July, and the nearby spot soybean contract is currently priced in the 10th percentile of the past five-year price distribution range. Now, for wheat, wheat continues to be what it is, a grain grow almost everywhere. Of the three major grains, its fundamentals are bearish, but probably the least bearish among them. Unfortunately for wheat, it is strongly tied to the U.S. dollar, which has been strong of late. Wheat prices are higher domestically in Russia, which has helped lessen some of Black Sea exports. In Ontario, stronger wheat cash prices, which reflect our Canadian dollar reality, are only good if you have the wheat, and that is a major question as we head into mid-April. Breaking dormancy this year in Ontario will largely determine how many acres make it a harvest, especially with the crops so compromised last fall. In Canada, Ontario producers are very accustomed to the agricultural market power like China. We saw that China did to the soybean market last year. And as we look west, we see a somewhat similar situation developing in western Canada as China stopped buying Canadian canola. None of this is good and could surely continue as the weeks go on. Although we don't export many soybeans to China, it would be an easy target. Markets can work if politicians allow them. In Canada, the United States, and China, that water has been muddied. We move on, hoping for better things. As futures prices have moved down, Canadian basis levels will surely follow, especially if the loonie suddenly catches fire. However, we've seen the opposite with the dollar floating in the 74 cent U.S. level over the last month. The Bank of Canada has also given signals that rate cuts might be in our future instead of rate increases. It continues to give stimulus to Ontario cash grain prices. Our geopolitics continues to affect these currency values. A hard Brexit looms on April 12th as the British have so far failed to achieve any type of deal with the European Union. This is positive news for the U.S. dollar, but really, it's not too good of news for anybody. A major fracture in the European Union with a hard Brexit is in the crosshairs. There may, this may lead to some major problems for agricultural trade aside from the foreign exchange implications. Now looking ahead, nothing lasts forever, even though the last six years have been, we've seen some pretty consistently low grain futures prices. That has seemingly lasted forever. However, even with the bearish fundamentals so pronounced in today's grain market, eventually change will happen. In Ontario, grain prices continued to be enhanced by a low Canadian dollar. Despite the bearishness of the March 29th USDA report, our penchant for good risk management strategies needs to continue. As we continue into April, Ontario planters will be poised to start the process, culminating in a bountiful harvest. There will be grain marketing opportunities ahead. Getting there is often the challenge. This has been the Grain Farmers of Ontario special post-March 29th USDA report, Market Trends Commentary. I'm Philip Shaw.